Attention! The following podcast may contain topics not suitable for a younger audience. Also, anything discussed on this program is subject to being spoiled, so if you don't want to be spoiled, we'll try our best, but no promises. For more information on Borderline podcast episodes or Borderline panels events, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash borderlinepanels. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another hopefully adequate episode of <laughs> Borderline Podcasts. I'm your host, Austin, as always. Thanks for joining us today. It's great to see you uh, through this magical portal that we have called the Internet and Podcast Town. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Uh, I'm here with Andrew today. Hello. And Sully's back. I was going to look up the Russian for hello, but I'm too lazy. Okay. <laughs> Insert Russian for hello from Hello. <laughs> Give me moose and squirrel. <laughs> oh my and then we have a new, well, not not a new member of Borderline. New to you, old us. Exactly, yeah. Um, one of our founding members of Borderline, uh, who's just now coming onto the podcast for the first time, we have Marissa. How are you doing, Marissa? I'm good. <laughs> cool. Thanks for yep. being with us today. Glad you could come up here. Finally. Get up here from Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, Marissa lives uh, out of town compared to all of us. In and, the uh, huge, th- uh, thriving metropolis of Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wonderful kingdom of Charlotte. Um, the lady of Charlotte. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Shout out to um, very old school literature. <laughs> Actually, I read <laughs> that in. Charlotte. Yeah, I read that in um, in uh, Victorian literature. Anyway, that's Tangent Town time. <laughs> um, today we have a podcast that I'm sure a lot of people uh, have very, you know, interesting opinions about or thoughts about. Um, there's a significant uh, portion of the anime community that is very enamored uh, with this property right now, even though it came out uh, two seasons ago now at this point. But um, it was another show just like in 2015 with One Punch Man that came out at the very end of the year that ended up being, for a lot of people, the anime of that year. (laughs) Crunchyroll. Yeah, (laughs) we'll talk about that in a second. But um, today we're going to have a group discussion about Yuri on Ice, um, the most recent show uh, from Studio Mappa. I don't think they're doing anything this season, but uh, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not? Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, Studio Mappa, um, pretty new studio. Even though it was a spinoff of Madhouse, because they're um, the the yeah the founder of Madhouse, um, Masao Maruyama, uh, left the studio and founded Mappa, and uh, they've been doing very consistently good um, good quality anime TV shows. And if, I'm not sure if they've done any movies. I'd have to check again. Um, but they've been doing some really really high quality productions for the past couple of years. And uh, this show in particular, um, at least to me, was really interesting whenever I looked into who was making it, um, with uh, Studio Mappa being at the helm, and one of my favorite directors of anime, um, Sayo Yamamoto, doing the, the series, uh, who's famous for 
uh, one of my personal favorite shows, uh, Lupin the Third, the woman called Fuchikamine, which you all should watch because it's amazing. A single tear just rolled down Bill's <laughs> cheek somewhere. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bill. Shameless plugging for Lupin. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned Bill, so somewhere he sneezed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, we're gonna be talking about Yuri on Ice. Um, I finished it maybe two weeks ago. When did you watch it, Sully? Uh, I watched it when it came out, but I caught the first episode the week after it aired because okay. I was so obsessed with Time Boken when it came out. <laughs> um, shout out to my favorite obscure series that I will frequently mm-hmm. reference, and I think we should just never have me explain it as no. a joke. Just never explain. <laughs> but I first saw Yuri on Ice when it was airing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept up with it pretty regularly. Usually I was only ever an episode or two behind because I'm so lazy watching anything, but... it's cool, dude. I would say this is one of the anime that, like, it was one of those, like, community experiences, so when you watched it, I remember I would come in and see Marissa and Jesse, and we would just be like, <gasps> you know, just the, the <laughs> fangirling. I know that, like, before you watched it, mm-hmm. this is because you only watched it now, you, yeah. you and, like, Ryan were just kind of like, like... Like the 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 straight boy glance. What's this going on right <laughs> well, uh, now? Well, uh, Ryan watched it yep. with you, didn't he, he watched, Marissa? He watched it with me. Uh-huh. Um, I remember uh, since I legally have a Crunchyroll account, hooked to Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching it pretty much as it was airing. Uh, luckily, my class ended about an hour after it aired, and I ran straight to Ryan's um, dorm grab T, our other friend, and we sat down and watched it pretty much every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, T and I were screaming and fangirling most of the so time, you, but it you, was a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys were watching it like as it aired like mm-hmm. every we week. Um, aired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch it until the entire dub came out. Oh. Um, oh. Well, well, hold on. Oh, <laughs> uh, hold, hold up, guys. Allison uh, has some opinions about it. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, uh, Andrew, when did when did you watch uh, Yuri on Ice? Yeah, so uh, I watched it um, when I was in Japan. Um, and see, I, I kind of wanted to, you know, go downstairs uh, in the community room and watch it, like, went on the TV. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't want a chance that I would, like, listen to something wrong because I you know I my Japanese is not you know that that superb that I can just watch anime without the subtitles I haven't gotten to that level yet mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesse's level yeah yeah so I, I like to have the subtitles and Crunchyroll too gets a little weird when you're in Japan mm-hmm. so I, I used Kiss Anime you know mm-hmm. shout out to illegal sites that we shouldn't use Don't he was use in it. Japan that's his defense but, but um but yeah um and and at first year on ice wasn't really that big in Japan like there was like a little button booth like they had like two little buttons in the store but then like a couple weeks later then boom it just kind of exploded mm-hmm. so yeah that was that was fun to watch cool consumerism <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> yeah um well that's really cool um so andrew can you for those who don't know can you just fill us in on what your ice is about like what the story is about yeah so uh, i'll do my best okay so um basically you have a um uh, a Japanese ice skater named uh, Yuri Katsuki, and um, he's from a small town in Japan, so he has a lot of people who are rooting for him, um, and he's at the Grand Prix and he, for the uh, pre-qualification round, I think, and, and he loses, and he's very upset by it, mm-hmm. and... Um, and this is all in the first episode. Right, yeah. right, right, so it's not really in the spoiler yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the, the winner, like one of the top ice skaters of the world, um, uh, Viktor Nik- Nikiforov, um, he, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very Russian. bad in Russian. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I can, I can walk, I can run, but I can't Russian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I almost spit in my water. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, we'll, we'll just say Victor for now. Mm-hmm. Victor decides, hey, you know, this kid's kind of interesting. Um, I'm going to coach him. So it kind of takes off from there. Isn't it that he, like, sees Yuri, like, online trying to do one of his routines or right, something? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yuri is practicing in his local rink. Yeah. And one of the daughters of the rink owner. It's one of the daughters, right? Or is it the she's rink the, owner? She's the rink owner now. Yeah. She yeah. was. She was, because they were, they were childhood friends. Yeah. She yes. uh, films him on her phone practicing and uploads it. And uh-huh. I believe her it's... Her kids, actually. Her <laughs> kids are the one that upload it. And then that catches Victor's attention. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, this kid seems pretty talented and pretty cool. So he drops everything in Russia to go and become... Yuri's new coach. Yeah, those kids were a riot. I enjoyed every scene that those that those kids were in. I don't like children either in a fictional or real life sense. Well, excuse me. They're little <laughs> skating otaku triplets. <laughs> they are basically Dongo with features. <laughs> oh my gosh, they were. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely what they look like. Um, it totally threw me for a loop whenever I realized who their mom was because I was convinced it was the other like older dancing girl for a while because I just wasn't paying attention I guess and when it was like the girl that worked at the rink I'm just like this girl looks like she's like barely 20 years old how does she have triplets how is this other guy her husband and that just that threw me off so you see Um, Austin triplets is when you have three kids at once yes I know that I know so it didn't take a very long time (laughs) Well, I'm, sh- I'm sure she was in labor for a while, but that's I beside mean, the point. I mean, three years worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I hope not. Um, anyway, so this show, like I said a little bit earlier, is incredibly popular right now. Um, it's really taken off um, in both, like, the sports anime community and the, like, Fujoshi community, if you want to speak to some of that, Marissa, because I know you you know you know a lot more about that than I do. Um, and my uh, this this is a show that you know personally I watched and I enjoyed, but was completely you know in awareness that it was not made for my demographic, and I think that is totally fine. Yes, I love straight. that exactly. So you know, but I mean, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, um, and I think it's it's great that we're getting to see you know anime being created for you know more broader demographics that uh, you know more people can more people with more vi- varied interests and um, uh, stuff like that can really have at their disposal. So I think it's a really really neat show because of that. But um, yeah, did you want to talk about um, sort of how Yuri on Ice can fit into that community or what you think about it as uh, someone who consumes a lot of that sort of media? Um, kind of a broad topic yeah, of for itself, sure. really, uh, considering everyone has a bit of a different um, experience when it comes to your ice when you're kind of in the Fujoshi community, or the Fundanchi community, depending, um, but... Can you uh, tell our audience what those oh, terms mean, just uh, in case they may not know? Fujoshi, uh, and... Oh gosh, I'm closer to the mic. Uh, Fujoshi and Fundanchi essentially in Japanese mean... Um, rotten girl and rotten yeah, boy. Yeah, rotten girl and rotten boy. And it kind of pretty much means in slang terms, kind of how otaku changed from house to like nerd, is someone who tends to like the gen- the yaoi genre, be it male or female. So, um, let's see. I originally actually kind of back a little bit, but we're going to get cycle into that a bit more. Um, I have been a big fan of sports anime, and it's really easy to kind of, as Fujoshi, kind of just ship some of the guys in sports anime, because there's not very many 
female um, oriented shows. Well, no, there's not very many females in these shows because most sports anime tend to have just an all male cast or maybe a female manager here or there, but not very much. Um, so I thought your uh, nice is gonna be very similar. It's gonna be same, just kind of shipping, and then it just kind of took off on its own. And every week, I had no idea if it was really actually shipping or if I was seeing it through the lens of a Fujoshi. It was kind of like this big debate until um, the kiss, the, the kiss, and stuff like that. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, spoilers. That's okay. Well, There's a warning in the beginning. It, it was the kiss heard around the weeaboo world, let's be honest. The I mean, world. I mean yeah. why, why would you listen to a podcast about a show you've never seen? <laughs> like, some people I, just have too much time on their hands. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not much of a nerd. I've listened to podcasts about uh, shows I haven't seen, but anyway. Yeah. So, whatever. That's just me. Um, it seems like as like a Fujoshi um, in the community, it seems more geared towards me in a way, but at the same time I felt that Yuri on Ice um, was so broad, like as you said, Austin, earlier. Um, it could rope people in who had no interest in the genre to begin with. It did such a good job with that because uh, even Ryan watched it continuously and was rooting for Yuri and Yurio throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. So but it had just a little bit more for me mm-hmm. <laughs> in the terms of the romance between Yuri and Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, because yeah. it's, I, you know, I see, this is kind of a strange comparison, but I, I see, like, Yuri on Ice is not really, like, it's not really a yaoi show Mm-mm. in the same way that, like, Kill la Kill is not a fan service show. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. like, it's like they're they... incidental. Yeah, they're incidental, mm-hmm. but it's really more about the narrative, it's about the characters, yep. it's about the plot and all that sort of thing. Um, I consider it more shonen eye as like a mm-hmm. subgenre than yaoi because yaoi implies yeah. more of the sexual mm-hmm. um, nature. And it's it's really so. sort of I don't I don't mean to say this in like a literal sexual preference sense, but the show is kind of asexual. Like it doesn't really yeah. deal with much of sexualness. Yeah. Ma- right, more, right, it's right. more about like relationships. It really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know the the. You know the the unfolding relationship between uh, Yuri and Victor is it never seems to be anything that's about sexualness. Mm-hmm. It's always more about like just the connection between those two people. And then you see that not just between Victor and Yuri, you see that between Yuri and Yurio as well. Mm-hmm. You see them growing as characters. Um, you also see minorly with um, Yuri Yurio and Odebeck and with. Um, Which one is Odebeck again? Odebeck's Odebeck is the motorcycle rider. Yeah, he was from uh, oh. Kazakh- Kazakhstan. Yes. Kazakhstan, yeah. Mm-hmm. He shows up towards That place the Borat's from. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and then also, we saw a very different take in the um, relationship between the Italian brother and sister. Oh, it felt no. a little, I will say it felt a little <laughs> incestuous, um, but at the same time, um, it was more of like a codependent, um, yeah. Sibling relationship. <laughs> um, if once you kind of got the backstory of um, him protecting her, uh-huh. you're like, okay, that makes a little more sense. But he took a little it, more sense. A little he took bit. he took it too far when he got it, older, <laughs> and she pretty much. I I will say I'll give big props to the sister in telling him we're done. It was. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Depend- I'm gonna stop depending on you. You know, I've I'm only almost finished with the first 
third of it, but it, it's way better than Nanami and Toga. I'd oh, jeez. I, I was thinking Miki and Kaoru a little bit. Like, Miki and like Kaoru? With the, the two the twins. Oh, oh. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. Shout out to Utena. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, cool. Um, gosh, out of thought, and now it's gone. Your eyes is thinking I mean, I mean incest usually does that. It, it gets rid of your thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm, now I'm just totally distracted <laughs> by that. No, it's, it's fine. To um, go with what Marissa said, yeah, I go think ahead. that Uranus's real theme is just human relationships. Yep. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> because every single character, every single skater mm-hmm. has the, their major character arc, no matter how minor, is based on a relationship mm-hmm. with someone. Right. Victor and Yuri, Yurio and Ultabek, or Yuri and Yurio. Mm-hmm. Uh... I remember every time I saw Giorgio on... Oh. My, my, my catchphrase for him is every time I saw it, I was like, oh, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just this, like, oh, sweetheart. Stop, 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 stop. Mm-hmm. But I think the major overarching theme is the, the sort of the beauty of human relationships. Mm-hmm. It kind of is this love letter to everyone needs human companionship, whether that be through, uh, like, Victor and Yuri, through a lover or through a romantic relationship with someone, or uh, even though I kind of do ship Yurio and Odebeck, I see it in the canon as mm-hmm. ha- Yuria, I mean, even I think it was either Kubo-sensei or uh, or the director said that this was Yurio's first real yes. friend. It's mm-hmm. his first human relationship that wasn't based on convenience convenience or we have to do this in a professional sense because we're both in the skating circuit. Mm-hmm. Um even a character like JJ is the relationship between himself and the audience. You know, he his song is all about, like, I want to be a king, I want to rise above, and I want to take you all with me. I want this to be a group experience. So all of these characters all have a theme towards connecting with other people. And a lot of times they even resonates in their skating programs or mm-hmm. have like an underlying theme of relationships with people whether it's that weird king and i skating ripoff that they mentioned a few oh, times which apparently shit. there's a tiny spec script they wrote just so they had like a thing to reference in the series towards so, the plot um, yeah, Pichets, yeah i mean that's a relationship uh the fact that they use the sleeping beauty uh uh ballet as a as a thing it goes into relationships of love and the fairy tale themes they're very heavy there's a lot of fairy tale themes themes um that are very strong in the series i love that uh giorgio uses carabas as his a uh, character who is the maleficent figure in the original sleeping beauty ballet written by tchaikovsky um i think tchaikovsky i'm mm-hmm. almost 100 percent sure most like if it was written and it was a ballet and people care about it it was either uh tchaikovsky or the guy who wrote the firebird whose name i don't care anymore <laughs> um you know, you know, you saying the show is like so much about relationships, and and that's definitely true. But I think that that worked against the show a little bit, especially in the second half, mm. because you know, in my opinion, and the opinions of of other people that I've heard about, is that the show, up until a, about a little bit after a third of the way through, like after the the first act. Um, really takes a dip, not necessarily in quality, but just in narrative strength. Like, it, it starts off so strong. Like, the first five episodes or so are just, like, mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. engaging. There's so much going on. There's all this character development happening, all these character interactions. You're getting to see, like, the nuances of all of that. And then it just sort of gets into this lull. And I think, you know, so, you know some people have just explained, well, like that's just kind of how they wanted to do like the tournament style of the series but mm-hmm. i think that it mm-hmm. it it's like 
I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, coming to watch Yuri on Ice because I want to watch an ice skating match. I'm coming to watch it because I want to watch a good story. It's a narrative. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't... It's like they, they, they kind of made it just kind of stale, I thought. Even yeah. though the animation, like, that, that is, that's a totally Ew. different thing. Like, you know, uh, most of the time... The <laughs> most Most of the time, I thought the animation was pretty solid. Like, mo- in more episodes than not, it stayed pretty consistent, even though it was pretty repetitive uh, due to the nature of how they structured it. But I think that they could have told a similar story, just maybe cut out so much of that. Just ice skating sort of monotony. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I feel that was one of the things when I was talking to um, a friend of mine. Um, but we d- kind of decided, we kind of figured that there were some characters like um, oh, the Casino siblings, the Italian siblings, might not have really been needed. A, they kind of didn't really um, execute it right because it felt very incestuous. But it just kind of took away from the main narrative, and then we never saw them afterwards. Yeah, I can understand following um, Pichit a little bit because yeah. he is connected so heavily to mm-hmm. Yuri. Yeah, and he was he like comes back. Mm-hmm. JJ especially, Chris. I think they actually did touch a good amount on Chris. They did enough. They didn't have to go any further. Mm-hmm. It's just I felt some characters got a little too much when they didn't. They could have been one off. They could have been. Yeah kind of in the background. Like the siblings or like Giorgio or like... Like the the Czech guy was just, oh, here's his routine, we're done. Yeah. Ending it, that should have been enough for the Italian siblings mm-hmm. and we could have, that would have been fine. Um, Same but, with that one like younger skater with the weird hair. Oh, me, I Minami, think, I love Minami. But Minami. he showed up like and then it was gone. Well, I think Minami's purpose is to show like... It was more for... For Yuri. Yuri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, Yuri's so like cold Yuri, to I think. him. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. And it yeah. kind of brought... Um, it showed Yuri that he has fans. He really mm-hmm. does have people besides his family that are cheering on mm-hmm. him and are looking up to him. And so Yuri has to take on that role of, oh, I can't give up and mm-hmm. cry in a bathroom stall. And Again, also, who's the one that who scolds Yuri? I, forget, I don't think it's Victor. I think it's someone else who says, like, you need to treat your fans better because when Minami, he's very, like, he gives Minami the cold shoulder a lot. I think lot. it was Victor might have said. Victor said it very, he did say it, but he said yeah. it softer. He kind of told him, like, no, I think it was. Um, might have been, it was either Victor or um, his dance coach. I, I think it was remember. his dance coach. Now that I'm thinking back on it, and uh, I should know this because I just like reviewed the series last <laughs> night in preparation for this. I've watched most of the episodes at least like three times. But um, it's, it has been a while. Yeah, I I definitely think that one of the problems was just balancing being a sports anime and then being uh, a story. A, a story. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of the problem a lot. Like I have a love-hate relationship with sports anime. There are some I really like, you know, shout out to Free and Kuroko. And then there's also, like, stuff like, you know, Prince of Tennis, and I'm just like, I don't like watching real sports. And watching (laughs) it where they just yell a lot and have slow-mo up-close shots, I don't care about either. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for me, I felt that... um a big flaw with the show, kind of what we were talking about with, um, you know, it seemed to kind of take that dip was for a lot of fans, that kiss scene seemed to be kind of the climax. Like, that was the yeah. thing mm. that people would look to and saw, oh my gosh, this show is, you know, going past expectations for what we're, we're wanting to see in a sports anime. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't this, like, this, uh, I guess, flagrant, you know, friendship kind of thing, like with Kroko's basketball, mm-hmm. or is isn't just like this, you know, boys taking off their shirts, like with Iwatobi Swim Club. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's you know, this much more rich type of narrative. But whenever you have 
a scene with that kind of impact and then you don't follow up with that and kind yeah. of keep it going you know the, the part with the rings the part with um uh just you know the, some of the smaller narratives with mm. with yuri and um and victor's relationship it just kind of took a dip um you know, and is, is that an ice skating pun? I'm not sure if it is. It do, do they dip in ice skating? I they do. In, I know they do like dancey stuff. They do in pairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they do mm-hmm. dip in pairs. Oh, and there's okay. there's one pair scene right at the yeah. very very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was a cool ending. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about the ending, but I mean, I I enjoyed it, but I thought it was super rushed. Kind of a setup, I thought, for season two. F- yeah, fair enough. But I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in like, you know. We don't have a season two yet. This is all we have. So this is all we can really judge on it. I mean, I can, you know, we can give it a sort of a pass for now in anticipation of season two. But I think we, I mean, I still feel comfortable judging it on its own as it sits. And I thought the ending was a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. I, I kind mm-hmm. of agree. Now, now yeah. was yeah. the part with the crying, was that before or after the... Look, there was kids. lots of crying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but... No, I, I mean the part where Victor's like, like, I'm not going to be your coach anymore, and then you're just like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, boo-hoo, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm so kind of... That was... Was that before? That was before the kiss. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So then the kiss is really kind of resolving all of the conflict there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. And, and for me, I felt that, you know, this, like, I... I, I binge watched the last half of the season mm-hmm. just because I it just didn't have that same kind of spark for mm-hmm. me yeah. until after that part had already kind of progressed. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it would have honestly been an even stronger show if they had just cut it off at like seven episodes. Yeah, because probably the yeah. kiss scene it did hit the climax because mm-hmm. I even though it was it was sad and it ripped my heart out, but the scene where Victor makes Yuri cry mm-hmm. was way more impactful for me mm-hmm. than the God, kiss scene. He, that kid loves to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you bring up it an hurt. interesting point. It's like, well, you know, the, the show is very short. Um, I mean, it, it's not abnormally short. It's not like 10 episodes like Konosuba or something like that, which is just like bizarrely short for today's climate. But it wasn't like OVA short with like six episodes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what would have been a good solution to sort of fix the sort of, you know, I hesitate to use the word boredom because it wasn't necessarily boring. <coughs> it was just dry, like in the second in the second half. Like what, how could they have fixed that? 16 I, I, I would I would have just moved the kiss later. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You know, kind of have like that that build up. I yeah. guess. Mm. Just do um, more. Like, build I thought up. that I yeah. thought that the whole ring thing was a little mm-hmm. bit rushed. I I wasn't mm. too big a fan of that. Mm-hmm. But I felt I it just it didn't feel as natural as mm-hmm. the rest of it. But I think because yeah. I feel like the kiss is kind of where the show ended, and mm. and kind yeah. of what you're talking <laughs> about with with you know. Um, shorter anime, you know, some of the strongest anime I've noticed recently are 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Black Butler Book of Circus is one of the, you know, the strongest anime I've seen in a, in a long time as mm-hmm. far as, you know, more recent stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and if it had been one episode longer or one episode shorter, it, it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, for your and I, it's not that, oh, it was 12 episodes, so it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, the, the, the order of events didn't really seem like a logical way to, to mm-hmm. do things. It was kind of like, I don't want to mention Dragon Ball Z or Naruto, but it's like it's like after Goku defeats somebody, then five episodes of getting his driver's license. It's yeah, like, it's a little bit how it felt. And then at the very end, there's a dance number. Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine? Has there been has there been an episode when we haven't referenced that episode yet? I don't. I mm, I think we're about half of them. We've mentioned the driver's license. <laughs> um, we need to have like a live react to the Dragon Ball Z <laughs> driver's license. Oh my gosh, please. Um, but, um, so, like, if, 
if we all sort of think, I mean, what what, what are your thoughts, um, Marissa, on like the the narrative? Like, do you, do you generally agree with uh, sort of how Andrew and I feel about it? I mean, you don't have to, but what are, what are your thoughts like? Like it was, it kind of dipped. Like yeah, it kind of dipped, yeah. and then it was slow, and then it it, the, oh, yeah. it felt like the it, show ended really early. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been because I was. And it felt because I was so on the hype train that I just kind of turned left <laughs> down. Um, because the hype goggles, the hype goggles. <laughs> it really was kind of the kiss scene. It was pretty much around the time they left Japan mm-hmm. um, because they it stopped being really about Victor, Yuri, and Yurio, the three main ones, and kind of opened it up to Chris, mm-hmm. JJ. It kind of started making this giant thing that they probably couldn't really control. I liked. I really liked having the other aspects of different uh, countries because that's how figure skating is. It's so connected internationally. Yeah, that was interesting. But at the same time, having so many of these characters with their own backstories was very difficult to balance. A lot of other sports anime and sports manga, like Haikyuu is one of my favorites, they will add and create build-up to the other teams later on in the series they give the main focus to Karasno eventually give more to like Abujosai Nekuma but by that point you've really got to know your main characters and they've still throw um backstory and um character development and that's one of the things I think your eyes kind of falls flat on is they don't have that manga background and then two words angel beats Okay, elaborate. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I know. Okay, so so a big thing that Angel Beats got a lot of flack for was it was twelve episodes of an anime, mm. and it had such a big cast, and you know they had started out kind of expanding with like you know Otanashi and Hinata and and Yuripe, right? But then they kind of go into like all the other members, you know, yeah. uh, Girls Dead Monster, all of that, and people were like, why don't they didn't just why didn't they just make it longer if they wanted this many characters or. If the if the episode if the anime is only twelve episodes, why are they focusing on so many different characters? So for me, it felt very similar in kind of how they mm-hmm. branched out as they kind of ran out of material for some mm-hmm. of the characters. So I like they're both very good shows, both you know very well in in like some of my favorite anime. But I think that whenever you have this bloated cast or weak cast, um, and episode count you know, not really aligning, that can create a big problem with the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, in, in that first sort of act, you know, the characters that the show was about were, you know, Yuri, Russian Yuri, and Victor. And I thought that's where the show's, you know, strongest bits were, just, you know, seeing the three of them sort of, you know, deal with each other's, you know, weird quirks and personalities, <laughs> and getting to know each other, you know, all the fun little gags that came in through that sort of, you know, Yuri's shyness, Yurio's sort of, you know, stubbornness, and Victor's sort of, like, wise, carefree attitude, uh, which, is, which is pretty fun. But, um, you know, not, not that any of the other characters were particularly bad or anything, just like how I don't think the other characters in Angel Beats were particularly bad. They were just, I don't know, it's like they were they were put there because they needed to be there, and then they were mm-hmm. just kind of given little glimpses of personality, but not too much, you know, more than that. And it's like, you know, to to figure out how that's going to manifest, we're going to have to wait until season two. But it feels like, at this point, unless they pull one of those, like, 
stereotypical like shoujo misunderstanding scenarios that creates conflict it's like at this point it seems that yuri and victor's story is kind of over maybe like a movie honestly yeah. i feel i don't feel like anime series is the way to, to, to do it. I mean, the director, she's done, she's done, has she done movies? Because I know, I, don't I know, know if she's she did, directed films. Because I know she's done uh, Michiko and Hachin yeah. as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, most of them are some pretty, you know, shorter anime. But I feel like with Yuri on Ice and kind of how it progresses, it would be like a pretty, it would be like ice skating the notebook a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, we, we've already gotten to that point where it's like, you know, they're this sort of established thing, and then where, where does it go from here? Like, what, what can season two do for us? Go answer that, Sully, if you can think of a good answer for that. Uh, confirm the relationship in a very loud, clear, direct way. <laughs> Instead um, of being wishy, somewhat wishy-washy. Yeah. Um, I had a That's love-hate a relationship with the Yuri on Ice series slash fandom when it mm-hmm. first came out. Maybe because uh, I've come to expect two things in anime when I want gay representation. Yaoi or bad drag queen stereotypes. And, you know, as much as I love me some bad drag queen stereotype characters, you know, shout out to Lee Ron from Gurren Lagann, uh, who is basically me in our friend group. Um, Sully is also voiced by Steve Bloom in the dub. Wow. If only. I mean, if, if they made an anime of our lives, if I could say, oh yes, I'm voiced by Steve Bloom, I think I'd, I think I'd be pretty, you know, okay with that. A plus. I'd call Hilary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Duff as Andrew. Yeah. But um so to me it was like, oh wait, there's a series where the characters is not done for fan service necessarily. It seems like they genuinely want to tell the story about this relationship between two men. Uh the characters are not necessarily stereotypes, they're not uber manly, you know, we're just dudes, bro, but we like other dudes, and they're not like <laughs> these huge Okama stereotypes. It was like, you know, they're in the middle, they're both ice skaters, they're both you know, Victor's pretty effeminate, and one thing I loved I found out when I first saw Victor's design, I thought, that's John Cameron Mitchell. And if you are a fan of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the movie and the original play. Uh, that was written and performed by John Cameron Mitchell, and later the, uh, I think it was, uh, it was Sakamoto who confirmed that she had saw the play on Broadway when he had reprised the role of Hedwig, and she just thought he had a sensuality and a sort of joie de vie about him that she really liked, and so she based the design of Victor off of John Cameron Mitchell, and I'm a huge fan of him, so I'm like, hey, so he's he's not, he, he feels like a realistic gay man, you know? I, I don't like the stereotypes that gay men in their gender presentation, but he was a little effeminate, but masculine, and the same with Yuri, and so it felt, it felt like these are two men that I could have met in my day-to-day life. Like, these are two gay men I could have, like, easily said I know someone like them, and that felt very very nice and comforting because a lot of times Yaoi falls into as much as I love the Sime and the UK tropes they can sometimes be like that's unrealistic I have never met a guy who is exactly like that and then sometimes when I saw the fandom try to to shoehorn them into those roles it, it was kind of uncomfortable I know mm-hmm. that uh, I re- I mentioned to someone it's like I really want to cosplay Victor I love his skating uniform I love his hair it's kind of funny I have the same hairstyle um, and they said but you're not a top and I'm like well, one, thanks for talking about what I may or may not do in the bedroom in public, and two, wow, that that's really offensive, and I, I just, I had nothing to say, and so I just changed the subject, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. this is mm-hmm. not where I want to go, my relation, or my 
love for this character is not based on, you know, yaoi, mm-hmm. you know, bedroom roles. That's really offensive. Yeah. And yeah. also just the fact that the kiss was was kind of censored and they had hit the, the Kubo since they had to go on the Twitter and say, oh yeah, it was a kiss. And like the whole, we're not going to confirm it, but we're kind of, but not, but kind of. Mm-hmm. Take what you're going to get and be happy with it. Yeah, well, I actually have a little thing to say about the kiss scene. Apparently, um, Kubo-sensei, as you said on Twitter, she confirmed it was a kiss. Um, They actually said um, in the Blu-ray release, which still hasn't happened, um, they're still on pre-order. One day. Well, the pre-orders have ended, but um, the Blu-ray will actually have an uncensored scene of the kiss scene. Hooray for that. Um, So it really is Kind, it pretty much is confirmed uh, mm-hmm. that they are in a relationship because the kissing's going to be uncensored. But we right. haven't gotten it yet because Blu-ray still hasn't And they kissed. moved to St. Petersburg because I know if there's one place I want to be as a gay man, it's <laughs> Russia! God! Uh, you know, that, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a really interesting thing because um, I, I think, uh, Andrew, you'd brought up that mm-hmm. and where we were just chatting about Yuri and I sort of casually. And this, this, this show, you know, for better or worse, seems like apolitical. Like, it's got, you know, all the, this huge cast from all over the world, yet it seems not to really take much of a political stance or really say anything about any of the countries. And Marissa, you're, like, screaming over there. So do you have you have thoughts on this? Do you think I, I'm dead I, wrong? I, you're, it's subtle. It okay, so okay. Go ahead. Subtle. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I will say the fandom, there's, there's flaws to pretty much every fandom, but one of the actual interesting things, for once in its life, Tumblr was not cancer. During the <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> not cancer for once. Um, Tumblr had some of the best fan theories and interpretations of the show. That's probably I loved it. I've gone on Tumblr pretty much every day after the show so aired. What did they come up with? <laughs> so, I actually did rewatch the episode, but when um, Yuri and Victor and Yurios is the first time I've seen Yurios since. Um, the um, ice skating competition back in Japan. Uh, they're meeting at the Russian Cup, so they're in Russia, and this is post. This is the um, cup after the kiss scene. This is probably one of the reasons why I feel like it probably took a dip because they could not be Victor and Yuri as we kind of know them in this kind of more outward relationship because of how Russia is so anti-gay, like to the point of. Everyone murder, murder, right. and <laughs> murder and imprisonment. Um, so they could not actually outwardly say anything, but there were subtle hints. Um, they could not touch as often because they didn't want to a get in massive trouble being in Russia. Um, but that's actually this. That's the episode where Yuri grabs Victor's tie because all of his fans are pretty much screaming, Victor, Victor! And they're not paying attention to Yuri, and Victor's all waving to them in the crowd, and Yuri gets jealous, and he pulls his tie and says, look at me. Which, um, was not planned. It seems like a lot of the things that they did were planned, like, um, after his performance, uh, Victor kisses his, um, skate, and so That was awkward for me. It was awkward, (laughs) but it was kind of a way to say, ha ha, Russia. Well, but at the yeah, same okay. time, it was very <laughs> subtle. It's it's hard to explain since it has been a while, and a lot of it were these small, subtle things um, that they were kind of trying to show Russia, kind of like a big, big one, just kind of like, ha, but you can't do anything because we're not being super blatant about it. 
Um, but everyone had previously seen The Kiss um, if they had watched it. So that's. Yeah, I was about I to say, like, um, you know, definitely some of that matters, but, you know, they would know already because they right. would have seen it. Right. Yeah. And, well, go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I, I feel like that's kind of like revisionism a little bit, you know, to kind of. Because the show is apolitical. And it isn't necessarily, you know, out of spite and saying these issues don't mm-hmm. matter, but yeah. I think for mm-hmm. me, it tries to retain some kind of purity, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Yamamoto and um, the directors, you know, the writers, you know, they, they are trying to envision a world where people are more free to express themselves. Because mm-hmm. I think that's really the, the crux of the show, yeah. is, is, is um, Yuri trying to find himself, you know, through this skating performance, mm-hmm. Victor seeing something in Yuri that he doesn't see him in himself. You know, all of them kind of find themselves and their own identities through this expression of mm-hmm. ice skating. So I, I don't really think that that you know their actions might be reflective of you know a hostile climate mm-hmm. or you know anti-Russia. And and if it were anti-Russia, yeah. we'd see more like you know like pussy riot. Yeah, you know? I don't but think, they, they'd be in jail. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be like yeah, super. Yeah. It was more of just a subtle. It was just kind of a subtle nod. Yeah. I felt like it was very subtle nod. If you want to go mm-hmm. back and watch it, you can interpret mm-hmm. it yourself, but. Um, that's when I was reading the interpretation. I thought this makes a lot of sense. I rewatched it and thought, huh. Also, this could be this could be a big thing that could fit in. But we're not a lot of mm-hmm. things as the kiss scene was not confirmed for a couple of days. A lot of things in this show really aren't fully confirmed, which is kind of nice in mm-hmm. a way, but upsetting at the same time. Also, one thing I kind of noticed is that it's mentioned that everyone's kind of like wary of the idea of Victor as a coach. So I, I see a lot of his distance to Yuri in some of those scenes as he's trying not to seem like he's taking his coaching responsibilities as uh, for granted or that he's not te- taking this seriously. And so he's trying to play up this, like, I'm the coach. I'm going to be tough and mm-hmm, no yeah. nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. And that, mm-hmm. that, again, that sort of threw me off a little bit because, like, I was just trying to think of how, how this would be if this were an actual like sporting event that were broadcast and everything with cameras everywhere and all of that wouldn't people point out how like weirdly friendly you know Yuri and Victor <laughs> were with each other like right on the skating rink yeah like, Japanese newspapers would have a field day with that oh, yeah like the the reporters in the show who talked to Victor never mention <clears throat> it and I'm just like I mean, if they were doing this, like, in, in private or, like, having those moments, like, alone by themselves, like, that would be one thing. But they were having some of these moments, like, the, the, the big kiss scene was, like, in front of a, a giant stadium. room of people. Maybe it's and like, then literally no one mentions it. Maybe it's, like, taken for granted, almost. Like, like hey, yeah, we already know Victor's gay. Oh, I, I okay. guess. I, I mean, mean, they never really say <laughs> that in the affirmative. Kind of obviously gay. I mean... Yeah. He was also said to be inspired by a combination of John Cameron Mitchell and Johnny Weir. And Johnny Weir faced a lot of discrimination and homophobia when he was very out as a skater. It's kind of ironic because you would think figure skating men, they're wearing these glittery flamboyant costumes Mm -hmm. and doing something that most would say is a very effeminate sport. It's actually incredibly full of machismo and homophobia perhaps because it is so heavily tied with Russia or because it's like they're trying to fight against the stereotype but Victor you know maybe even though he's a fictional character my gaydar was pinging when I first saw him (laughs) and and it kind of goes also into that fairy tale thing I was mentioning to me you know 
maybe one of the reasons I was so conflicted about this series was when I read Yowie, I am in completely under the mindset that this is fiction. This mm -hmm. is not a world in which this realistically happens. Yuri on Ice felt like it was a little more tethered to reality, so yeah. I was expecting more of like the homophobia, the backlash, the discussion of their kiss, of their, their public relationship. But I think the reason I actually ended up liking it and got over some of my complaints with it was we were in the midst of like you know, this political Armageddon, you know, and with it being about Russia, <clears throat> you know, as as a homosexual living in America where we may have a lot of issues with Russia going on currently, I'm not in the most comfortable place with that. So this fairy tale anime world where these two men are in love and their relationship isn't you know, facing backlash or this sort of anguish about it where there's no one dying, there's no suicide, there's none of the sort of tropes that happen with gay romances, especially in the West. It's like, it was like uh, escapism. Mm -hmm. It's <clears throat> realistic. <laughs> Escapism. Escapism. <laughs> there we go. Podcast time. <laughs> but it, it is escapism. It uh. is, you know, it's a story that's realistic enough that it's not like ridiculous like Yaoi can sometimes be, but it's enough of a fantasy to be romantic in the literary sense mm -hmm. of this story where, you know, your fantasies can be real. You know, two men can fall in love and be ice skaters and mm -hmm. not face any sort of pain or prejudice for it, and their issues can come from just their relationship issues and learning to love each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that sort of flight of fancy that was nice to have and mm -hmm. why I've completely bought into the hype train. <laughs> right. Totally yeah. Um, I got you <laughs> <laughs> Me and Marissa have both... Have both fallen hard. I know that I uh, have currently several Victor uh, bits of merchandise on hold from someone who is who is uh, basically, you know, my paycheck is crying. Mm -hmm. So, um, Marissa or, or Andrew, I know you guys have consumed a, a lot more of this media than, than I have. You make it sound so no, no, professional. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sports anime. Oh, um, hey. But anyway, um... Uh, you guys have consumed a lot more sports anime. The only sports anime I've seen are, you know, Free Season One, Yuri on Ice, and Redline. And Redline, <laughs> Redline, I is totally a sports anime. Shout you, out to uh, Redline. You can everybody can fight me on that. The sport but, of NASCAR. Exactly, Space NASCAR is totally a sport. Oh yeah, but, Lieutenant of the like, Prequel. Like yeah. girls at fans are. So. Anyway, yeah, that's a sport too. Um, so what does this show do that other sports anime don't for the good or the bad? Andrew first. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I've watched a lot of sports anime. You know, I love Kuroko. Um, I love Free Utobi Swim Club. You know, all that good stuff. One thing that I really liked for Yuri on Ice was it had drama, but it wasn't like Dragon Ball Z, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, right? Like, like you know, it was almost to be expected that the skaters would, you know, make mistakes sometimes. Mm -hmm. he, but, like, they, it's not like this, oh, no, what is he going to do? And he's, like, he breaks his leg for, like, five episodes. <laughs> there, there's nothing like that. Because, like, in, in, in Kroko's basketball, you know, we saw a lot of, like, oh, no, he fell down. And, and then, and then you know, they're, they're out and they just make it this big, you know, overly dramatized thing. And, and you know, the, the physics were not there mm -hmm. for Kuroko. It was it was very much like Dragon Ball Z because they have like you know lights and magic and all that and. Is so it Dragon Ball basketball? Right, right, right. Shout out to my parents. Uh, right, <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless. So you you liked that Yuri on Ice was not yeah, as it was, like shonen e. Right, it, right, right. It was very realistic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was no you know, show-offing stuff. There wasn't any showboating. Everybody had skill that was good and it was world-class, but it wasn't, like, 
inhuman, mm-hmm. if right. that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, comparing it to, you know, stuff like Iwatobi, Iwatobi was almost exclusively fan service. Right. I mean, I mean, God you, bless it. I mean, I, <laughs> Makoto's back. Right. Oh, and I mean, it's, it's not like a bad thing necessarily, but it's, it's more that, you know, Yuri on Ice kind of, it focused on the sport when the sport was being played mm-hmm. and when the sport wasn't being played, it was about the characters. Mm-hmm. The two didn't like intermingle all of the time, mm-hmm. which I thought was a very strong attribute that most other sports anime don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like free was, you know, I mean, I, I enjoyed Free. I thought it was a good show, but it was very much in the in the sort of vein of of, of KyoAni's sort of thing that they do, which is like cute <laughs> girls doing cute things. This yeah. was just you know cute hot boys, boys doing, cute doing boys hot things. exactly, and that thing happened to be swimming. <laughs> so um, it was very much like that, very much about just sort of like this group of friends that does this thing together, and they happen to compete. So it was kind of like Kon, but in the pool with dudes, <laughs> and no musical instruments, and no pickle eyebrows. Uh, or anything, but um, but yeah, uh, Marissa, what do you think about this uh, uh, compared to other sports shows? Well, besides what Andrew already said and established, which I pretty much agree with, um, I feel that Yuri on Ice has kind of more of a similar vibe to how Haikyuu kind of is. Yeah. Um, because like Andrew said, uh, Kuroko is definitely more that shonen. Uh, Sports anime series like uh, Prince of Tennis and such yeah, and such. Like Slam Dunk. Uh, and Slam Dunk, obviously, where it's more <laughs> about there is character, there is character development. Not saying there isn't, but it's more about the character development within the sport. While Free was more of the character development, and then there's the sport mm-hmm. <laughs> as kind of the background thing. While Haikyuu and Uranice were kind of this, you can separate them, um, the character development on the court, character development off, and um, the combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt it was, had some more similar vibe to how um, that series sports-wise is because it's still considered a shonen series. It has its shonen moments, um, but it is a little more realistic when it comes to sports. I've talked to a lot of people who have played volleyball before. For those of you who don't know, Haikyuu is a volleyball anime series. Um, but hi, uh, they've said it's pretty realistic, and the only things that really aren't is... Uh, Hinata's ridiculous pinpoint accuracy and, well, his spiking and jumping and then um, Kageyama's pinpoint accuracy, mm-hmm. that one. Mixed it. Um, kind of their abilities are a little mm-hmm. too absurd. And, the, and they're high schoolers. Too. And they're high schoolers, oh, but man. at the same time it's, I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. At the same but. time, it's not <laughs> as ridiculous as Kuroko kamehameha yeah. a basketball. Yeah, it, but it, it literally is color-coded like Umineko, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, Magic, you know. It's Witches like those Demons. Super Mario sports games where everyone has power-ups and yeah. things like that. I mean, it's going to blue shell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But it's it has a little bit of that vibe, but not mm-hmm. as much. While Yuri and I, everything is fairly realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, They overcompensate for turns. um, They don't turn enough. They'll fall. So you get a lot of the flaws in Mm -hmm. the characters that you don't tend to see as often in big sports anime. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't haven't seen this show myself, not (coughs) too much of it, but the way you're describing it is how a lot of people have described Ping Pong, the animation, um, about how it's a show about, you know... A sport, and the sport happens, and the characters do that sport, but it's really more about, like, the friends you made along the way, and <laughs> not really about, like, how, you know, ridiculous and stupid can our ping pong powers be. 
Um, uh, not that there's anything wrong with like the the way that you know a sports anime like Kuroko mm-hmm. is made. It's just like it depends on what you're looking for. Like right. for yeah. some people, the Kuroko can be a lot more ridiculous than what they're looking for, <laughs> and for some people, that can make them enjoy it a lot more. So I mean, I enjoy Kuroko mm-hmm. because, like I said, I find actual sports rather boring. Oh, fair enough. Yep. So so when it becomes all super powered and crazy, right. It's, it kind of does feel like Dragon Ball Z or, like I said, a Mario <laughs> sports games. Like, mm-hmm. someone's, like, oh, once asked me, have you ever played any sports video games? I'm like, does Mario Kart count? <laughs> because if there's no power-ups, I don't care because then I have to use actual physical skill, mm-hmm. and that's unfair. Um. <laughs> so, do you guys think the show's going to stick around for a while? Like, in the in the anime community? Like, does this have longevity? Like, is it gonna is it going to stick around? I think it will until the next show, Pretty Boys, comes up. Pro- you think it's going to be like like free a little bit? A little like bit that? because free wouldn't explode, and people still do talk about free. But um, but you know, on all of the the pages I follow, like the sports anime pages, free has kind of been replaced with um, the, like like Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I I think that it will last until mm-hmm. something better comes along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you do you find I mean, I hate to generalize fandoms, but are are sports anime fans like more fickle about that? Are they more prone to like oh, they, it's just, sort it's just of like choice. waves or is that something that I may just not know about? I don't I don't know. As someone who's seen more of the sports been mm-hmm. more part of the fandom compared to Andrew, mm-hmm. not saying Yeah, I don't I don't like the fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Being part more a part of the fandom. If you're in the having, fandom, we don't mean to offend you. No, not a I'm I'm part of the fandom and I'm chill. <laughs> um, sometimes, uh, but some of the people in the fandom that I have seen and interacted with, be it my own friends or uh, acquaintances, they seem to be those people that flit from one fandom to the other. They don't really like to stick with one thing. Um, I have my fandoms and certain shows that I will pretty much love to the day I die. Uh, doesn't mean I won't love them any less than other things. Mm-hmm. Eventually, your and Ice will probably kind of go, kind of go into the uh, the Hall of Fame with Moggy and other shows that I still love dearly. But it won't be just to the forefront mm-hmm. as it is right now with the media being so there, the merchandise, uh, fan art, and what have you. So eventually, like Andrew said, they'll probably most of them will kind of flutter off to something else. Like most of like, next Pretty Boys, probably. Um, wh- th- there is another sports anime coming out. What is it called? What sport is it, first oh, of all? Oh, I think there's the, a dancing one, Yeah, the actually. ballroom dancing. Yeah, ballroom mm-hmm. dancing. I, God, that might, that they're they're, they're going to run out of sports, and they're going to have to, like, invent sports. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like, I'm looking for that underwater basket weaving series that Viz was hyping so much <laughs> oh, on God. April 1st. Don't forget Prince of Stride. Oh, yeah. Parkour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> relay racing. Not a sport. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. Um, it seems like, you know, sports, I mean, sports anime is very much, it's, it's a niche, but it seems to have a lot less evergreen titles than other genres, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not really sure why that is, maybe, because, maybe because just sports anime has not really caught on, <clears throat> especially in the U.S., until, you know, just within the last, like, five or six years or so. Um, it's never really had a huge market, like, Slam Dunk came over here, The Prince of Tennis came over here, 
Uforty did not do good over here. What? No. Which one? Um, the um. Big what, wind up. Thank you. Big wind up. Okay. I yeah, love yeah. Big wind up. It's it's a big reason why why funny especially was was very hesitant to take yeah. another sports mm-hmm. anime because of how bad it did. Yeah, and and I, I big think wind was better than taste. I think uh, I think free really changed that for a lot of people. Like, um, oh, yeah. like free sort of showed, especially the industry that you can you know invest in sports anime and you can you know have you know consumers and they will buy your stuff and they will like it. And I think that is partially fueled by like the Fudanchi community or the Fujoshi community yeah. rather, or both, or both, <laughs> yeah, or both. Um, so would would you would you agree with that or do you think differently? I agree with that because most of the series sports series that really have caught on tend to have the designs of the male characters, since most of them tend to be male. Not saying all sports anime are male. Bamboo Blade. <laughs> and then you sent me some, like, girls cycling series. Yeah, there's, like, Yamamushi Pedal with girls coming out or <laughs> something. And it's, they're all Keijo count? Keijo no. definitely counts. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, we mentioned Keijo. Uh, <laughs> but most of the times, the designs of the characters tend to... Um, appeal to mm-hmm. the female audience. They have, and that's a growing have, audience. Yeah, they have that mm. either that be shown, uh, be shown in face, or <laughs> in Kagami's case, more of that kind of like that very masculine face. So you kind of get both mm-hmm. um, aspects of that, or you get both in the same series. Like Kurobe kind of has a mixture of both. Um, so it's easy for girls to latch on to these pretty boys mm-hmm. or these handsome men that are running around getting sweaty. In tight, <laughs> wet speedos. <laughs> um, it's called <laughs> But it really does attract that. And as I said earlier in the podcast, um, with an all-male cast, and barely any females in there besides being, like, a coach. Like a coach or, or um, somebody. The, or the manager and really not having much of a role. Um, none of them have girlfriends for the most part. None of them have girlfriends for the most part. Um, it's easy. Can't have the husband be taken. <laughs> it's easy for uh, the female audience to ship character male characters together because that's all they're interacting with is mm-hmm. the male characters. And you do, for those who don't watch it, you can see that there is some kind of relationship with certain characters, and certain ones get along better with mm-hmm. others. So, but that's just how the show's written to get right. you. It's a marketing hook. tactic. Yeah. Just kind of it just kind of hooks non um, Fujoshi and Fudanchi fans in a different way like, "Oh, these characters are really cool mm-hmm. and I uh, relate really well to Hinata cuz he's a hyper character." Mm-hmm. Or you're like me and you're like Kagehina is canon and no one can tell me otherwise. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, who, <laughs> who's the who's the one girl that's in free? Oh. Go. Go. Yeah. Cole. Yeah. She's adorable. Go, I go, like her. Go, go. <laughs> Um, yeah. But, I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of an example of, you know, Yuri on Ice being one of those things that's, like, sort of inter-fandom thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just a Fu, Fujoshi show, and it's not no. just a sports show, or it's not mm-hmm. a drama or anything. It, it can appeal to a much broader audience, but no offense, like, I don't think something like Token Rambu would do anything for me. No, so. it would not. <laughs> Just like Kantai Collection wouldn't do anything for you either, so, though, you know. Though, though there is male fans in the Token Rambu fandom. I mean, I'm sure there is. there's female fans <laughs> in the Kantai Collection yeah. fandom, so. Oh, I'm sure, definitely. But, no, it's funny that you mentioned that, because mm-hmm. a lot of sports anime were actually written, like, and for the shonen demographic, yeah. but then kind of got picked up by the Fujoshi scene. Like, Kuroko's <laughs> Basketball mm-hmm. is the number one uh, uh, example of that. It's you a know. shonen jump manga. Re- yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, I, I don't think the the guy who wrote it 
you know, really thought about, hey, you know, all these guys are going to get gay with each other and fanfics written in languages that I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that but was... But isn't that the dream? <laughs> that is the dream. I guess it, it can be. <laughs> so, so, you know, you, you do bring up a good point mm-hmm. about, you know, what demographic, you know, appeals to who, mm-hmm. you know, what sports anime appeals to what type of mm-hmm. base. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sports anime is very unique because almost anybody can like a sports anime, yeah. even if all of us hate sports. Yes. Yeah, that is a, a weird thing. Like, because we're nerds. Yeah. It depends exactly. on the, pretty much the perspective you see it from. Mm-hmm. Like, Austin, you saw it more from just basic fan perspective. I saw yeah. it from kind of a mixture of both um, fan and female Fujoshi. <laughs> like, like like all these like cosplayers like trying to go on the ice to like take pictures. Oh, God. And, and, I love and, it. and they're like, oh no. Yeah, I was possibly going to do that, but I was like, I would be the worst Yuri skating around and Mistake pick- on ice. <laughs> Pigeon toed Yuri trying to skate. <laughs> I saw someone at a con uh cosplaying, I forget who, but they had the skates with the guards on them and they were just sort of like teeter tottering down the hallway oh, with two oh, people. No. To hold them up, I was like, All right, sweetheart. Let me, let me make a PSA right now. I can speak on behalf of Borderline Panels and say that we do not condone you wearing ice skates to a convention. <laughs> don't. God. Or rollerblades or anything that could possibly make you hurt yourself no very heelys. badly. Or a unicycle, boy, just, what up? Yeah. Just unicycle outside of the convention, please. Just don't bring ice skates in general, because <laughs> even with guards on... And you swing them. It's just a bad idea. It's a bad idea. That is solid metal, by the way, PSA, for those of you. I have a pair of skates. I'm never bringing it to a con because I don't want them getting scuffed up. And and don't (laughs) kiss your skates because that's not what they're for. Don't pull a JJ. (laughs) Victor has some things he needs to work through. I I think so. But um, speaking of things we need to work through, I think we've worked through this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys have any final thoughts about Yuri on Ice in any, any capacity at all? Well, I think that um, for people who, who want to buy the DVDs or for, who want to watch it, who haven't watched it, watch the sub, not the dub. Please, mm. please, 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 please. All right, guys. <laughs> I, I, I have to confess, I watched the entire show in English. And, you know, I thought it was perfectly acceptable. The only thing that I thought was a little bit strange was... Um, I feel like Jerry Jewell and uh, the other individual who played uh, Yurio. It took him a minute to get into their Russian accents, but I who think they got squared. there. I think they got there. Like, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a big dub apologist. Like, same, I, I love dubs. Same though, but yeah. but but like 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 Jerry Jewell. Like, you know, God help him. He's one of my favorites. You know, he was Kyo in Fruits Basket. He was Barry the Chopper. Mm-hmm. But Kaoru. Yes. Lao. But 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 Lord. I, I don't know. I thought I thought he got there after a while. Also, he definitely played the character pretty well. I thought, yeah. and and Josh Grell as Yuri, I thought did an excellent job. He, he was good. He, he, was, mm-hmm. he was really good. Uh, the one voice that, well, obviously the Russian accent's kind of difficult to grasp for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the voice that really actually irked me the most, even though Andrew might not like his character as much, but I care for him uh chris yeah really they made it worse yeah fair it was enough. just way uh, over the top i'll give you that one because uh, <laughs> yes he's very touchy-feely because he's swi- uh, yeah. swiss but then once you kind of get his backstory you're like oh it's just it's just chris and you understand why he touched your butt in that episode mm. but they just oh he made me, he gave me the heebie-jeebies the moment i heard his voice i just we, wanted we to run away butt he's, touches either he's yeah it was pedophile. it was very it was very awkward 
and that's um, only one ooh. adjective. Do you have a final thought, Marissa? Um, besides other, other than the dub, <laughs> other than the dub, uh, I, I really hope, because I think Kubo Sensei. I don't quote me on it per se, because I was Kubo Sensei. Uh, she's the. I know she writer. Was, yeah, she was the writer for Your Anna. All right, just making sure in case nobody knew who who you guys were referring but to. But she, I think her and someone else might have already con- kind of slightly, slightly confirmed that there is going to be a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, just no date confirmed for cool. that. Uh, but we are getting a sequel, so I'm hoping we do get a little bit more, like Sally said, a little more confirmation mm-hmm. about the relationship and maybe seeing more of the characters that we did see in season one blossom a little bit more mm-hmm. than just those little one-shot episodes, one or two episodes that they did get. And I will remain a fan because Yuri is probably mm-hmm. one of the characters that I relate to a lot. I love him dearly, so I can't not mm-hmm. like the show. <laughs> Final words from you, Sully? Um, <clears throat> to kind of touch on what Marissa said earlier about the idea of like fandoms being fickle, I think it's kind of the nature of these shows in some mm-hmm. ways because it's kind of like how we were saying in the the Gunbuster podcast about about fan service. You know, it, it's nice that you know there are now shows that kind of cater to you know those like me and Marissa who want to see pretty boys and handsome attractive boys and they just you won't I want the eye candy. You know, I, <laughs> I love Kuroko, I love Free, but uh, you know I I have a lot of I, I love Makoto and Free, I love Haru. I love the fact I butcher, butcher Japanese names frequently. Oh, it's, right. it's okay. We still love you. <laughs> that southern accent. Um, <laughs> Lord. But. Makoto. It, <laughs> oh, Makoto, I do love you. Haru. Get out the pool. But, but it's one of those things where I enjoy it. I'll buy some of the merchandise. I'll fanboy over it. I'll claim my husband's and call the day. But Yuri on Ice was different because it really felt like it was one of the first times I saw characters like me in an anime that wasn't, like I said, Liron. Liron is me. I'm not too happy about that, you know. <laughs> you know, someone had to be me in the world, so I'm living with it. You know, Marissa says she sees a lot of herself in Yuri. Victor is kind of who, if I had a perfect world, I would be like Victor. Mm-hmm. I would be more suave and more normal and likable and masculine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But so when it comes to like the stuff, I'm buying all the merchandise. I have <laughs> several. I have several, you know, orders on Eda Bag sites. Like, okay, give me the Victor. So I'm hoping for two reasons. One, so my investments are not a waste, and two, because I really love this series. It's nice to see gay characters that are, you know, I really resonated strongly with them. So I don't want it to go away. And if it does, I'll still be repping. I'll still be, you know, going to the con in the Victor purple prince skating outfit, <laughs> even if no one else does. Yeah. And Marissa's going to be my Yuri, so I'm happy. Final thoughts from you, Andrew? Uh, oh, I thought those were my thoughts. Okay. Oh, George, he, he did. Yeah. Yeah. did I? Wait, I think, did? Oh, I, think I did. Who hasn't? Have you, Marissa? You. Me? Oh, you you, yeah. Oh. It's, it's you, Nagi Kun. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was just going to end my final thoughts by just saying check out any and all things that Sayo Yamamoto has worked on. She is an incredible yes. talent, probably one of the most um, impressive female presences in anime right now. Uh, she has worked on a thousand of awesome things. Uh, she's a key animator on the Evangelion movies and Redline and Death Note and directed Fujiko Mine, which is an incredible show that no one has seen. Uh, Michiko and Hachi, an awesome show. Um, so just check out everything that she's done. She's awesome. And hopefully she will come back for Yuri on Ice Season 2 and make it even more awesome. 
So, uh, any alternate anime recommendations you guys can think of? If you liked Yuri on Ice, you will like Haikyuu, maybe? Haikyuu, pretty much, yeah, Haikyuu. If you like something that's completely unrealistic and crazy, you will like Kuroko no Basuke. (laughs) If you like attractive, sweaty boys, you know, getting really close with each other, you will like Kuroko no Basuke. Mm. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you're looking for this kind of, you know, uh, identity crisis, Mm -hmm. um... Uh, I would I would recommend Utena, but of yep. course I'm always going to. But if you if you like the the weird, I guess, um, I'm just gonna recommend it anyway because it's pretty. Um, Yuri on Ice is pretty. Um, uh, Kozet no Shozo is really good. It's only three episodes. It's mm-hmm. it really messed me up, but it's really good. Okay. Is that that has nothing to do with ice skating? Or, it doesn't. It doesn't. Or sports. Is, is <laughs> no, there another fine. is there another ice skating anime? I, I, uh, no. Yes. I don't know. Oh no. I ha- I have one. Um, so that one episode of Sailor Moon, where where Sailor <gasps> yes! Moon, where where where, uh, where Serena Usagi is trying to be uh, the the Moon Princess. Oh God! Because ice skating <laughs> is the biggest sport on the moon. Uh, obviously, mm. Victor confirmed for yeah. uh, Silver Millennium. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Viva, viva, Mother Russia! <laughs> oh, no, stop! <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well, I think that's it for us today, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Borderline Podcasts. I uh, hope you guys had fun. Um, keep an eye out for us here on Podbean and on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us on and all that stuff. And uh, be sure be sh- be sure to share our episodes to your friends if they may in- be interested in anything that we talk about. And uh, as always, you can find our more info on our Facebook page, and all of our Twitters and junk will be in the uh, description of this podcast. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you again very soon. Everybody, say bye. Das <laughs> Bye. bye. <laughs>